0: behind the curtain of the Softly Training Lab with the Softly Performance Podcast. The pinnacle of human performance is out there, and we intend to find it. And welcome back to the Softly Performance Podcast. This is our second time recording this intro due to my mistake, and I'll take... Responsibility for you it.
1: have massage brain. It's I fine. do have
0: massage brain. That's what it happened. That's what did happen. I'm trying to gather my thoughts here. But back in the studio with Brooke West, our dietitian, and Christensen, who is <laughs> <laughs> you mean Christian? Christian. I actually have been calling him Christensen for a hot minute. It's because I have a, a nephew whose name is Christensen. Well,
2: and there are a couple other Christensens that come in here. You know, that's the, true. The true the
0: Jamie. But yes. So we're coming on to just kind of talk and fill people in with what's kind of going on um, in in the behind the scenes a little bit and not give you too much, but kind of keep you guys curious in terms of what's going on and, and everything else like that. I think we haven't done a show like that in a while. Um, it's
1: been a minute since we've had a check-in.
0: <clears throat> it has been a minute, right? And I think, I think this is going to be a good check-in just because of the fact that I think there's been a lot of growth and evolution here at Softly for us in terms of like moving, you know, into the next steps of what we want to do with the company and, and all the cool things that we have um, coming up on, on the human performance side and the nutrition side. And that's, that's kind of what I'm really excited about actually, is that just due to the fact of <clears throat> everyone that knows, uh, knows myself and, and Brooke, how passionate we are with what we are doing and, and how much effort we put into it. And it was funny because sitting there talking with Christensen and
2: God damn
1: it. <laughs> That's your new name. That's your new name. It.
0: With Christian, we were. I was sitting there writing out one of the new programs. I'm currently writing the Apex Six program, and it's the. Everyone's been talking and asking. I want to do bodybuilding and a marathon. And I'm like, well, we have an Apex team that is a strength and current training team. We've done an overview on, on that already. Mm-hmm. If you guys haven't listened to it, go ahead and go check it out. No, remember what show number it was. But I was sitting there and kind of like diving deep into like when I completed the first like all the strength progression stuff, I finished it and I started sitting there. I was like, hey, you want to learn something or you want me to like, I just wanted to like explain to what I was doing. So it made sense in my head and Christian's a a sponge and he wants to learn. So I was like, all right, cool, man. Let's go and look at this. And we broke it down from, you know, from the accumulation phase into the intensification phase into, you know, the realization phase. And and it's a pure hypertrophy block cycle, you know, in this. And we're going to be including, you know, we're going to be including endurance um and there's a lot of there's a lot of uh pieces of the puzzles that go behind the scenes in the program that many people don't see they just see the program and that is it right and everyone sees the outcome of the program and then you know the outcome of the program is me going through the processes of understanding what i want out of the program of like managing fatigue and the modulation with within the the blocks and the phases and then the, the, the athlete sees the outcome of what I produce And now it's their turn to do their process To get themselves to their goal This was interesting for me to see um, I won't say
2: everyone knows That they should not be training At maximal effort every single day If they don't know, they're going to find out um, Either, you know, just because of what happens To people when they start overworking um, I won't say everyone knows not to train that way I think the people who do know not to train that way would be interested to hear how you break this up and why.
0: You, you know, and and we were talking about that. That's, afterwards. that's what was interesting to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and that's the cool thing, right? Like that was kind of one of those things is where you want to protect. And you said that the best, right? We were sitting there talking, and I was like, you know, it'd be really cool. We did a content video on like me walking you through talking about how the programming looks of strength progressions, and then what does the energy system progressions look like. Because we have multiple different training programs. You know, if you look at it, like we... You said, how many movements do we have that you guys had to record? Just like we're re-recording for the new app that we have?
2: Uh, we made our way through a list of more than 1,600 videos.
0: Yeah. For so you that's, guys. That's, that's how many movements that we have put into our programs. You know, when I was... And there were, are more to come. And there are more to come. And, you know, when I was... Uh, we were doing some stuff, getting some new things and deliverables down. You know, one thing that... I came across was we have over 70 programs. Unreal. And, and, and I now take myself out of the shoes as the programmer, right? I take my shoes out of the programmer. I'm like, man, how does it feel to be a user and have this many choices?
1: Probably overwhelming. For me, it is when I try to decide.
0: It, it is, right? Because you got, we have a strength team. That has multiple different strength programs on there that have multiple different objectives and outcomes that we we have planned behind it. Same thing with the stamina team, and then the same thing with the quick team. Same thing with the basic team, and same thing with the mountain, the the backcountry team, and the competitive fitness program, and the weightlifting program, and the apex program, and the event pro, uh, the event team, like the women's team. Like <laughs> I just named off pretty much all our teams. The shooting program like all those have four plus cycles in them that you can pick and choose from that's a lot for an individual to be like I have goals where do I go with it you know and you're probably wondering like well you're you're saying that you have too many programs well it's it's, it's no we don't have too many programs <laughs> we have not we have multiple different programs that can fit anyone's needs if they just focus and understand like, Hey, this is what it is. And it comes from our end as well. Right. And I think that's what we're, we're doing a really good job with that. If you're on the app now, you now have a team finder. Yep. Right. And we're only getting better at, to, to bring this to the user so that they can go ahead and get the best outcome they can. But for that outcome to happen, there needs to be a process And, and, and those processes are understanding is compliance. Right. And we even look over at nutrition and, and, and Brooke, you can hit this head on the head is the idea of compliance, right. Is, is, is building consistency over whatever you want to do.
1: I think consistency over perfection for Mm -hmm. sure.
0: So yeah, there is a, there an there's obviously an outcome and then obviously we have processes, right. And the idea behind that is like, we have our process of getting it to the user Now it's, again, the user's turn to create their own processes of compliance.
2: How would you recommend you guide, you know, like within the strength team, there being umpteen number of cycles that you can do. How would you guide a user to the most basic strength team and then subsequent ones that they should be on?
0: You know, that's a good question because we were actually me and Bill were talking about that earlier. And if anybody doesn't know who Bill is, he's the other mad scientist that helps with the programming as well. Um, And we were like, you know, it it came down to a few things, and a few variables. And those variables came down to like, what's the athlete's training gauge? What is their training history? Right. What is their background? What were they coming off of before us? Because we have a method to our madness. Again, we have our ways. It's an art, right? Like I showed you like, hey, this is my art. And then this is Bill's art, right? And, but it leads us to the same places that we want over time, right? So it's kind of one of those things where it's like, well, that's why we have so many different programs.
2: Well, and I've, I've always been a believer that there is no singular program that is the best. You know, I've always believed that there are a ton of ways to get to where you want to go.
0: And, and that's also the same true with the nutrition side of things, right? And like we have added other things to the nutrition program. Right, and and we're continuing to evolve that, and that's one of those things where it's just like, okay, cool. Like our goal here, as you know, for the human performance side of things, is to go ahead and try and give you everything, and you can pick from it to make sure it works for you. Meaning, the more variety we have, the more variety of individuals can come to us and There's find
1: something for everyone, and
0: something for everyone. That's
2: always been the most frustrating thing, for. The most frustrating question for me to answer is, you know, like is this diet the the right path? Is this, you know, weightlifting program the right path? And if this is not the best answer for a coach, but I've always said, this is your dick and your bar of soap. You wash it however you like.
0: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I love that Christians <laughs> in Christian, it has That's my has, name now. Has, these, uh, has these metaphors that are having to do with...
1: Just when you called me the Doug of the Softly right? Performance Podcast. No, it's not at all. It's
0: plot twist now. But yeah, so that kind of gives, gives me, you know, it, it bringing it full circle and talking about that. It's really cool because of the process that we are going through right now to see this outcome. And, and then we're also falling into like, okay, cool. What is this process going to look like while I'm in it? And that is the most shittiest part to feel like sometimes when you have no idea, right? And that's kind of what I look at when I look at the individual being like, okay, I'm coming here to create this process of becoming better and and wanting this outcome. I have variety, right? That now comes back to the user and being and taking their time to look through and really asking themselves, what is it they want, right? What is it you want when you come to Softly? Right, that's that's the question that some everyone should ask themselves, right? Because we do bring a lot to the table, and and I will say this very humbly, but we bring more to the table than any other fitness company out there. Let's just be honest, right? And we're always striving to do more. So it's kind of like, well, for instance, like Brooke was talking to me. Yesterday, she's like, you know, I want to do the basic team. I just don't have enough time. Like I don't have ninety minutes to train. Like we're busy here at softly. Like I want to work, you know, It's like I was following it for a while and it's kind of got a little busy things happen. And this happens to everybody. Everyone yep. right now on the podcast listening is like, man, that's me. That's me. And I'm like, well, you know, the team I haven't created yet was a quick basic team. Hmm. Right. And usually if you're following the basic team, it's the most basic thing you can see, you know, it's a very unilateral base. It's very foundational base. It's very, I Approach it now, especially coming from the ultra endurance world also as well as the strength world. It's like cool I can now manage stressors within someone's life in 60 minutes to give them the best outcome possible, but The process is what they have to go through to get that outcome And that's the piece that we can't control and that's kind of what I've learned you know over the past two and a half years of like growth, you know, like there's been a lot of changes for everybody. And the thing that I realized was it's a process and it's okay to be in a process and not know the unknown or not understand it. Because when you're following a program that is legitimately like thought out and has periodization and it has progression and it has modulation and it has undulating different types of, you know, different things in there, like it can be very, very unknowing because you're like, well, last week I hit a heavy five RM deadlift this week. I'm hitting a a a, I'm hitting like 75% of that deadlift. Why am I doing that? And then the fault, like people start questioning themselves. Right. And it kind of comes down to the whole trust the process thing. Like, There's
1: a method to the madness for sure.
0: You know, so it's kind of one of those things where it's just like, you know, just as much we create the process for an outcome in the programs, like the individual, when they come to us on the on the programming and send us emails and stuff, understand that that's a process as well that, you know, we feel and we understand you and and, and we're going to do our best to get you there, right? And and unfortunately, we can't be there in person and that's where the app comes in. But you guys have to also scroll through and look for what you really want. and Again, ask that question, what is it I want from Softly when I come to me?
2: Well, yeah, and spending time on a, on a team that might not be your
0: 100% favorite. That is not wasted time, y'all. That's, I like that. I really do like that. I like the fact that, you know, hey, like sometimes you might have to do things that you don't like. And, and what's funny is most people don't put themselves in that position, you know. Uh, if, you know, if you've been listening to the podcast since we started and just been with Softly, we hard pay, if you're operational or you're doing things, you know, if you're just an everyday recreational athlete, like you should be bouncing back and forth between the, the strength team and the stamina team, if you have that time. Because, again, it creates balances for the athlete, right? We don't want you to be non-functional. Like, I don't care if you can... Like, if you're 300 pounds bench-pressing the world and all these other things, but you can't save somebody's life out and outside, what are you doing? Why? 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 What is that for you? Like, like, how are you an asset is kind of yeah. the idea behind that, right?
1: And I think the ability to be functional then translates into longevity of your lifestyle. And that's really what's important is as we age, that's cool. If you can bench 300 pounds now, but what about the cardio metabolic health and all these other things that should be a part of a well-rounded human?
0: And and that's the crazy thing about it, right? Is because everyone looks at the gym aspect, but we don't look at the quality of life and and we again, nutrition, right? I look at nutrition the same way I look at, at, at programming, right? Like we can adapt to certain things by doing, Specific things that are going to help those adaptations, if that makes sense. And that's kind of the idea behind it, right? Is like, cool, like, like it was like you're trying to find what works for you. We have programs that will work for a variety of individuals on a very massive scale. Same thing with the nutrition plan. I mean, I think the nutrition plan is one of our biggest things that we have in, the, in terms of the, the company knows and like a round of applause for Brooke because she, she's the head's theme of that. And it's kind of one of those things where it's like, well, okay, cool. Like I compare this, I compare this, that's great. But if you're not doing the process outside to see the outcome that you truly want, again, you keep hearing me talk about this process. It's because it's just something that I truly believe that we need to settle ourselves into and be okay with, you know, it's it's uh it's funny, like you said it too you know you 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 mentioned what did you, you just mentioned just a minute ago about the whole people don't like doing it,
2: yeah and i I say this because i've I've had some questions um from members in the past about hey i'm I'm doing this program, but it seems like there's you know too much endurance work for me to make process for for me to make progress gotcha. on on my lifts and yeah you can bounce around from team to team but you really just need to settle in and fall in love with the process and the progress will come yeah um and yeah i, I that's something i feel strongly about because working out is no longer a it, it's it's no longer something with an end goal for me it is compulsive at this point because the process is so dear to me it's it i mean like i'm i'm about to have my first child yeah um congratulations, congratulations by the way. Thank you very amazing. much. And the uh the first thing uh about that I wanted to address um was set me and my wife up for fitness success. We were coming here to HQ to work out every day, but it's a half hour drive there and back. So Doug was kind enough to hook me up with some equipment, and now we have a garage gym at the house and we have um we have some people that we program for that, you know, they, they show up and it's kind of our accountability and our excuse to always take that hour and a half out of our day to, to go throw down. And we plan on maintaining that, um, you know, as, as well as we can two with things our first I, kid. I want to
1: highlight coming from someone like I have a background in health theory and behavior theory. Bring it. You've done two awesome things. And I think the big one is you've set up a support system with your wife and your friends and that's absolutely going to be crucial to your success and you've made a plan and you've realized that, Hey, this might be a barrier that now we're going to have a baby who needs to be changed and napped and fed. And how can we set ourselves up to then make sure we're still prioritizing our health because that's the best way to show up as a parent and as a significant other is to make sure that you're taking care of yourself.
0: And I like that a lot because right now I just had a newborn, I'm a nine week old. And also congratulations. Yeah, thank buddy. you, buddy. And and I was having this conversation with the massage therapist just a minute ago, you know, about nutrition and and how going back to pain again. Um listening to a podcast right now that is this individual had multiple different surgeries in his back and everything else like that and he was in pain for quite like and he talked about, you know, he talked a lot about like I know understand now why people commit suicide because the pain becomes so unfathomable that he didn't know how to do it. So he was like, doctors couldn't help nothing like that. He's like, I, so I became curious and and I started changing the way I ate, you know, and, and I started noticing me getting out of pain. Is you that know, a common thing that people with like chronic
2: pain will kill themselves?
0: I, I don't, but, I mean, Su- when we see suicide nowadays, people, why are people killing themselves? Because of mm-hmm. the fact that they're in pain some kind of way, Whether right? it's
1: mental or physical, mental, yeah. physical,
0: or emotional, it can be whatever. Okay. Right. And, and, and he, he But this said is it, physical pain. This is legit physical, yeah. but it's now causing emotional and mental pain, right? So you see that how it can both and, and vice versa, mental mm-hmm. and emotional pain can now create physical pain.
1: The body is a, is very crazy. It's powerful how interconnected it is, but it's dangerous if you get stuck in a negative feedback loop
0: yeah, and, and it's crazy, right? And the podcast that I was into was a dissect podcast, and it was a number eighty four um, and and this guy he's he's an astro I think he's an uh, astrophysicist. he's a, he's like he has a degree in quantum physics and everything else like that. and it it, it kind of brought a lot of things full circle, you know, understanding that. And it was kind of one of those things where it was just like, we have control. Of our outcomes. No one else does. Right? Like that's the crazy part about it. And when we look at training programs, when we look at human performance, when we look at nutrition, those are our choices to have a better outcome. Again, right? Like you get to make the choice no matter what it is to either work out, to eat healthy or anything else like that. And if you don't, that's on you. Like I'm not going to be mad at you for you not working out or for you not eating healthy. Like if I start seeing a problem, I'm going to be like, hey, Brooke, what the fuck's going on? Right. You know, like those kinds of things like, hey, Christian, why are you not training like you usually do? Right. Like you start seeing these behavior patterns start changing, especially if you have that that, that support system that you're talking about, especially with a newborn coming in with my nine week old right now, like mama just got free to train and you know, I'm doing some stuff for her right now. And we're, and we're, and luckily I'm on the, on the, on SoCal and I get to, I have an office in SoCal now after my non-compete is finally up after two and a half fucking years. And I work out of a gym called citizens CrossFit. And When I say I work out of the gym, my office is in there. That's a soft lead office for me. <laughs> and mama bear comes down and trains and guess when she trains, guess what I'm doing? Feeding baby. Mm-hmm. That's
1: awesome. But
0: we've set it up to where, is she comes in and trains between 11 and one, because that's usually my lunchtime. So I can eat, I can feed the baby, I can hang out and do those things that she can train. And then it's back to, to work. Right. And it's, and it, again, but it's making that a priority you know what I'm saying? Like, that's like, okay, cool. Like, it's not just about me. I know mama bear needs to, (laughs) needs to get her self care in as well because she just went through a dramatic change. And now she's going through, and again, goes back to the stress and stress and injury model that I keep talking about in the book that I'm reading currently right now on sports rehab and psychology. And it's like, what's the personality like, what's the stress history like, and what are the coping resources, right? Because that is, she's rehabbing from what she used to be to where she is now. And I'm pretty sure a lot of them who have had kids understand exactly where I'm coming from, coming from in terms of, you know, like yeah, it's a it's a fucking shotgun to the head and you're just like what the fuck. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like and then it's like trying to patch it back up and everything else like that. And that's where the whole support system comes in, you know? And I, I love the fact that you said that was because that is the biggest thing that you can see in being compliant is yeah. having a support system
1: it's a really big variable into if people are going to be successful in whatever goals they choose.
0: Yeah. And and that's the thing, right? Is like, again, we want to choose those goals. We have the power to choose those goals. Don't let no one else choose those goals for me. You know, like I have an athlete who's, who's getting, who's, who was, we, we cut her down from like 80 kilos down to 79 getting ready for a meet. And, she got down to 74 for the meet and now she's back to 76. And I was like, Hey, do you want to cut at all? Or do you want to stay? And she's like, honestly, and I, like, I gave her the choice. You see what I did there? Like I worded it to where, Hey, I'm giving you the choice to what you want to do so that we can get the best outcome together. Right. And, and this the, is our Dick, the, our bar <laughs> <itself>. <laughs> but that is it right there. Right. And, it, and it's understanding of building that trust. And it's hard for us to build that trust through an
1: app. It is.
0: It it's really is, and and I think me and Brooke have done a really good job in terms of being very personal when it comes to answering questions and talking to people we're not one-lining anybody we're really trying to figure out like why are you doing this and what is in or like you know we have our set of questions that we ask or we're you know i minds change all the time because like you can just feel the different types of emails come mm-hmm. in and you can tell the differences someone who's really struggling or someone who is just on it 24 7 and you're like okay cool you can handle this program right like oh your life is you're sleeping well you're doing a b c and d you're doing all these things great go check this program out and then you have someone who comes to you who's like hey man i've like not i'm not sleeping very well i've been injured for the past year i'm in a real big funk like what do i need to do and it's like cool well let's go ahead and get you over to the mobility team or the basic team where it's very very not intimidating because it's, it's not right. Like, and if you want to make it a priority in a process, you'll get the time done. Unfortunately, some people don't have the time. And I understand that,
1: but you're creating a solution,
0: but we are excited. Yeah. We are creating a solution so that you now can create the own, your own processes to create your own outcome that you have in your head. But I can't do that for you that comes from the individual itself being able to create that, right? And you setting yourself up for success. You're like, Hey, you know, I'm, we're supporting each other every day when we train, like we got people coming in. The cool thing you're doing is sharing fitness. Yeah. You're
2: spreading fitness, right? It's compulsive. I can't live any other way. It's, it's, and it's,
0: (laughs) and if you find a happy balance with it, a very healthy balance with it, we end up figuring out that you can actually have this the rest of your life. You get what I'm saying, like, and it's, and I feel like a lot of people, you know, think it's either on one side of the bridge or the other side of the bridge, and have a have that missing link of how to blend it together, you know. But
2: well, and there's nothing I would rather have than a small slice of, you know, moderate physical excellence. Like in 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 this company, I've never seen more people who are so passionate and supportive, and who extend themselves. Mm-hmm. So far as to have a Facebook group where you
0: can come and ask us questions. And it's not a bro, like, it's not a veterans bro, like page, like legitimate people are on there. Like, and it's crazy. Like me and Brooke don't have to jump on as much anymore. Yeah. Like people have started taking care of one another. Exactly. Right. We, we've, we've been able to educate the peers around or others around us to where we can sit back and see something. And if, if something isn't correct, we'll jump in. Right. But most of the time, they're just reiterating what we're saying. And and again, that's, not, that's 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 exactly what we want. I feel like
1: it's a different type of support to have a community. Yes, it's an online community, but it's just as real a community and a support system.
0: Yeah, And if you
2: watch these people who have like gone back and forth. And the Facebook group come here for open houses and meet each other. They, sh- you know, they shake each other's hands like old buddies. Man. Dude, it's crazy, man. It's like, really awesome. It's,
0: you know, I got to, uh I just, we talked about I, just, I Everyone knew I was supposed to run Tahoe 200 this year. I let, life got in the way and I couldn't run it. And I was okay with it. I like, I had to work through some demons about it. Like, and, Oh, nuts. I don't have to spend the next goddamn four days <laughs> running. <laughs> no, but it was more of a, it was more of like one of those things where it was like, you know what, like... I'm okay with not doing this because I'm choosing the right thing, right? I'm choosing my family over the dragon. And, and if people know me in the past, like I've always chose the dragon instead of like other things because that's just what I did. And, you know, when I decided not to run Tahoe 200, it was kind of one of those things where I was still missing something like deep down inside, I was missing something and, 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 and mama bear knew it. Everyone around me knew it. And, and, and when I say everyone around me, I have a very small group now, <laughs> like I've gone from this big group to this small group. And, and, and it's kind of one of those things where they're like, man, what the fuck's going on? And it was like, you know, you got to figure it out. And, you know, it was weird. I emailed the race director like in June it was like, Hey, I'm not going to be racing no more. Like you can pull me out two weeks out from Tahoe 200. I started getting emails cause I was left on the list. So guess what that does to me after I've like, it, it I guess I start having FOMO I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. Like I've been training decently for the past three weeks. Like I've been doing about 40 miles a week, a bunch of biking and some strength work. Like why not? I can go out there and run 200 miles or attempt it.
1: Wait. So how you, how long is a hundred K a 200 K? So
0: a a 200 miler is 200 miles. Oh, a hundred K is anywhere between like 62 miles
1: okay wow so you were gonna run 200 miles
0: so like they, she didn't pull me off the list so i was like fuck it like why not go out there and like i'm sitting there talking with the, with with mama bear and we're like sitting there and and you know i'm like i didn't get pulled off the list i was like what do you think about me just flying out there solo taking just what i need for it and getting after and see what happens and she supported me about it i told a couple other I told, you know like keegan he was like pony up buddy You know, I told other friends about it and they're like, why not? You know, I kept it a very close thing. Like I didn't talk about me going out there and racing or anything like that because what it came down to was this is for me. This is my choice. I I signed up for Tahoe 200 because I was chasing the dragon in the wrong unhealthy manner. In the process to get ready for Tahoe 200, I learned that I'm not running Tahoe 200 for myself. I was running Tahoe 200 for everyone else that was that through fucking social media. For the gram. Or not even that, just because I kept saying it, I thought it was going to put me somewhere. Yeah. And it was like, you know what? And like, as I'm training for it, the process became very, very stagnant and very, very shitty. Man. Like, I don't even like driving 200 miles. <laughs> but you have to understand, like the process of training for it and getting ready. So I had a 100-mile race before that. And like, going into that race three weeks out, I was tapering and stuff. And, and usually during a taper, you should start having some really good, you know you know, your mindset starts coming back. Emotional health starts coming back. Your start, body starts feeling really good. And what ended up happening was, is like everything just felt like complete shit. Like the morning of the race, I wasn't eager to get out there and run. It was kind of just one of those things. And the, and I've talked about the race before, but what it led me to was this, was that like, I'm not running road anymore. I'm running it for everyone else. And it wasn't for myself. And I'm letting my family be put into a position who, you know, where they're going to support me and it's not going to be cohesive or cohesion to like what we have overall. So it came down to like all right cool. I talked to my you know I have a running coach who, who runs my programming Avery Collins and he was like I called him I was like hey man what do you think and I was like well they just opened up saying you can go from the 200 miler down to the 100k race. So I was like well fuck it let's go out there and run the 100 mile the 100k race like why not? I'm in the mountains. I'm doing this on my own at my own efforts. I'm doing all these things that on my at my time the family gets to come out with me i'm not spending four days out on the mountains it's going to be anywhere between 14 to 16 hours like cool like i get to go and, and i get to go and tangle whatever is in my head right now and deep down inside and i can figure it out and so it was like all right let's do this and i didn't finish the 100k i got i got to mile 35 8 station and i was like you know what i'm done my legs were tired. My legs were gone. Like I, I had physically reached my limit from the training that I had done. I had, I didn't do enough volume going into that race. But the reason why I lined up was because I was afraid of failure. I, I was a, I like, I'm not one to fail, right? Like I, I have so much control in certain things in my physical efforts that I do. That I control things. That whenever I go into something, I've put in so much time and compliance and adherence and. Everything into it that I know I'm going to have a high success rate in completing the race, no matter what. Let me ask you one question about this. What does it? Because like
2: I, I have it in my head what it feels like competing at, you know, a hundred a hundred k race, and I I have it in my head what my legs would feel like at thirty five miles. How do you? How do you know that you have reached? Th- the capacity of what you have trained for doesn't it just feel like shit from mile 35
0: on yeah it does see and that was where i was super happy about me calling the race at 35 was because the old me if i was chasing the dragon i would have just pushed i would have said like fuck it i know the volume's not there i'm 30 miles 25 miles from being finished i can knock out another i can suffer for another eight hours. And I know I can suffer. And I feel like that's what that run would be. It would end just, up just turning in into general. just a huge suffer fest. Right. And it was like, wait a minute. Like, no, like I've, I know I can suffer. Who am I proving to that I can suffer? I've already, I've already suffered. I know what it feels like to suffer and doing those kinds of race like doing that on low minimum volume and seeing what it's done to my body. Yeah. And then I've also seen the repercussions it has had with my family Right, so I was like, you know what? I've been out here for eight and a half, nine hours already. I've worked through everything. I got to enjoy a nice day in the Tahoe Mountains and everything. I was like, you know what? I'm, and, and at this time, uh, my daughter, my my new my newborn was six weeks old. Right, and if I would have been running Tahoe two hundred with a newborn at six weeks old, like that would have been fucking really shitty. I, what kind of human yeah. being would I be? Right, like, and that's kind of the way I look at it. But when I decided to just DNF. Right when I decided DNF, I was totally okay with it. I didn't have no negative thoughts about it. I didn't have anything at all because I understood the process that I put to get here. I I, I've worked through the process of that thirty-five miles to go ahead and understand that like this is for me, and I'm only doing these things because it really helps keep my mental health at a barrier. Like I have to do physical effort. It doesn't have to be long physical effort. It can be whatever It, it like 20 minutes, 30 minutes. It can be an hour. Shit, if I have the time and go do 10 hours in, in, the, in the mountains, as long as I'm doing that, it keeps me balanced. So what's up next for you? And, and right now, I haven't said it out loud. I'm not going to say it because I don't want to put that out there. But I have some cool, fun things that I'm going to be doing here next. You know, like people see me come from weightlifting world. People see me go into the the ultra endurance world. And like I'm at the point now to where, you know, I'm going to be coming out here a lot more. You know, like that's the, that's the plan. Like I'm going to be coming out here more often now out here to the HQ and doing those things and falling back into, all right, cool. Like no more being an athlete and being more of a coach no uh, okay so
2: are you telling us that you're gonna kind of like hang up a little bit i'm not gonna, gonna
0: hang up i'm still gonna do things like, Well, i have i have georgia death race in march of next year okay i didn't figure you were gonna like completely
2: no, hang up no, and, and turn into is, a
0: fucking fat and football the, loving no fuck no, that and would this never is, be george this is, no because i no <laughs> that's that's literally mentally and emotional physical pain in my head that i'd probably put a bullet in my head as well right on <laughs> but The cool thing about that now, though, is like, cool, I'm going to go ahead and just do one big Sufferfest a year now until I don't want to anymore, but for my own purpose.
1: But I feel like you walked away. The outcome of that race, to me, was more profound than if you had finished 200 miles.
0: I've never looked at it that way.
1: It really is. It seems like it was much more valuable and important and what you needed and you learned a lesson and that outcome was better than if you had done the whole thing.
0: So if anybody was on Instagram, um, you saw Keegan, Mark and, and Michael, they, they sent me and my buddy Trevor, they sent me a, a they tagged me and they're like, Hey, we hope you get what you deserve. Cause that was the lesson. What do they mean by that? Like go learn the lesson of being okay with your choices. Does that make sense? So like I made the certain choice to not finish the race or to go out there on a lack of volume. So they weren't talking shit? No. (laughs) No. No,
1: I feel like I take it more as go out there and get what you need. Exactly. And it's probably not what you thought you needed, but go out there and get what you need from that race. Because
0: I'm going in there now. Everyone knows lack of volume. I wasn't running 60, 70 miles a week. I was sleeping four or five hours a night. I'm and that's scattered. I'm training doing 30, 40 miles a week with 3K and climbing Coming compared to when I was training from a 100-mile race where I'm doing anywhere between 50 to 70-mile weeks with anywhere between ten to 15,000 feet in climbing. And that's inverted. So to go from that to now just a little bit of things here and there to go into a race like that, knowing that this is the funny part is I knew that I didn't have the legs on me. But I said, screw it. I'm going to go out there like I do. You know what? I don't know if this is the direction you guys want to take the podcast, but I got another fucking question. (laughs)
1: Let's just, let's pick George's brain. All right. Yeah.
0: Thanks, guys. We're going to pick your brain too, Brooke. (laughs) Yes. No, like,
2: as somebody who really, really enjoys lifting weights and being strong and does not much care for long endurance, I want to know what happened and what was going through your head when you decided to quit pushing weightlifting and get on this shtick. My older brother did the same thing. He just woke up one day and decided he wanted to be a fucking mountain bike racer. Maybe it's the Lycra or
0: like the stretchy clothes or like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, I wouldn't use the word quit because um, I still weightlift. I still snatch and clean and jerk. Well, you know. You, you like know what I mean?
1: S- you switch sports. I made switches.
0: And, and if if people have followed me and like, if someone's really close to me, they've seen my progressions and my changes, you know? Like I've, I've done tactical athlete from special operations into the competitive f- fitness world of CrossFit. And then from there I got tired and I was like, I'm not I'm not finding what I wanted. Went into weightlifting and I saw like, okay, cool. I didn't have a healthy relationship with weightlifting. I mean, I was snatching 290 clean and jerking 355. Sounds healthy. It, it, it is. It, it was awesome, but I wasn't physically healthy inside like at all. Can you... S- Say a little bit more about that. Yeah. So like, you know, I was on test therapy for two and a half years and I'm okay to talk about that. Like, oh yeah. And, and what I realized from that was I wasn't doing any of the, the things outside of the gym quality of life properly to even be, even, even have the privilege of even putting this into my body. Right. I look at that now at that time period, it was like, I need to get as strong as possible. I need to get the heaviest weights. I want to be a national level weightlifter. I want to make it to nationals and lift on in the A session as a 94 kilo lifter. And it's like, man, okay, cool, and as I'm lifting and getting there, you know, as I hit a I hit a 130 snatch and a 155 157 clean and jerk, it was like, all right, what's the next step to get to that next level in the process forward? I I wasn't in the headspace to handle that process because it would have got very very ugly. You were 94 kilos? Yeah. I looking, just,
2: looking at you now, that's crazy.
0: Yeah, I weigh about 190 now. I'm about eighty-nine yeah, eighty-nine kilos right underneath that. And yeah. Brooke, George is still heavier than me.
1: That I don't believe that.
2: It's 100 yeah. percent true. I'm like 185
0: pounds on a chubby yeah. day. On a and, chubby day. And I was 185 going into my last race. Okay. Um but so like the question was like, <clears throat> why did I make that change? And yeah. obviously it was actually because of softly. And I have to give a lot of credit to the employees in soft and, and what we do here to have us grow so much because it puts us in very uncomfortable fucking positions and I swear to God, I fucking, I used to hate it. I used to eat me up alive and I embrace it now. I enjoy the endurance
2: stuff. Used to eat you up a lot. No,
0: like the just the unknown and 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 being put into new positions. Like for instance, you talking on camera. How uncomfortable was that for you? That you know what? I really, I I still don't like it all that much. One (laughs) hundred percent. But it's making you that much better.
1: And you are improving. We talked. And you are improving. gave you a shout out yesterday. It's hard. Uh, It teaches you this environment teaches you that you need to be very adaptable. And you're going to learn a lot about yourself being put in these uncomfortable situations. And it's a very vulnerable state because we're such an innovative company. But I think it's uh, really impactful for the growth of us as individuals and as a company.
0: And it is because when we look back and and Doug and you guys, like if everyone's noticed, my speaking has gotten better. My writing has gotten better. And the only reason why it had to get better is because I was thrown into uncomfortable positions and experiences that I had to work through myself. (laughs) If it wasn't for the company, I wouldn't have done that. If it wasn't yeah. for the individuals in the company, like dad says every single time, the only reason why this company is running is because of all of us. At at the risk of, you know,
2: sucking Softleet's dick to <laughs> completion, <laughs> I 100% agree with that. Um, a, a year and a half ago, um, two years ago when I was living in Colorado, I was not thriving. Yeah. Um, I, I can say that this year... Um, My, my wife and I, our family are, God, I'm going to get sappy. (laughs) Um, We are, we are actually thriving. And for the first time in our lives, we're, we're happy and we feel filled with purpose uh, because of the people that we have around. And most of that is, you know, most of those people are sitting in in this building.
0: Yeah. And it's unreal. It's unbelievable. We hear that experience as well. Again, the company's about to be around for five years, like five years. I remember when we were just a bunch of you know, <laughs> Brooke says, we're still a bunch of dissingenerates. <laughs> I was going
1: to say, there's just more of us now. There's just more of <laughs> us that
0: actually are, <laughs> and we've just gotten older and we've just evolved. But to answer your question, like what got me into the ultra endurance was because I, Brent, who's the owner, one of the owners, you know, of softly, like when he, back in, like in 2017, he was like, we should make a concurrent training program, like of strength and endurance. He's like, but let's go and branch this out to other people. And I was, in my head, I'm like, fuck no. No, (laughs) no, no, like I didn't, I didn't say I'll work for softly for us to branch programming out like, fuck no. And I decided to do what I live by my, my, one of my, my mantras of never a studio gangster. And I decided to be, you know what? I'm going to immerse myself into the ultra endurance world as much as I can and learn as much as I can. And guess what? that has, that has just opened my brain and my, my outlook and view and perspective of like, not just human performance and health and wellness, but life. And if you follow me on this, in social media, you guys are like, what the fuck's up with this guy? This guy's posting weird shit and all the time and whatever else. But that's just like, that's who I am. I don't, I'm not on Instagram anymore for likes or teaching or trying to be a coach on Instagram. Yeah. My Instagram name is coach underscore GB three, whatever, but that's not my identity. I'm just some dude who's trying to help I'm just trying. Some dude trying to learn as much as I can, so I can help others as well, who are trying to chase the same thing. And guess what? Softly is that right there, right? Mm-hmm. We are we are here to push others to be uncomfortable, to get better, to evolve. The nutrition app, right? Let's give it to you in your hand and do these things. But for me to make that switch and be like, no, like I'm taking control of this this idea and this creativity that you want, and I'm going to run with it. And I, and I made the switch and I went. Right into it, dude. Well, thank God you bit that bullet for the rest of us so that we don't have to do any ultra endurance. (laughs) But you know, like that was one of those things where it was, and then it continued to happen in the company, right? You're always being challenged. Hey, we need to do this thing. We want to have this idea out there. We want to do this. We want to have these things. And you're like, fuck, okay, cool. I got to go learn about it. I got to go do this. I got to go do that. And Brooks, ever since Brooks known me, like I'm always testing something, something out, either if it's from nutrition, from sleep to whatever else. And it's one of those things where now I'm at this point to where like the bullseye's here. I'm like five meters away from it. And I want to start kind of like getting closer to it with the things that I have learned and experienced over the two and a half years. And like. We've all we've all grown, and that's the cool thing about it, right? And we can sit here and have these conversations. Um, but yeah, that was the reason why I made the switch into ultra endurance was because of the fact that I was challenged by telling me that, hey, you like we're gonna probably outsource this because, and I was like, no, let me let me have a shot at it, and and I was lucky to have a shot at it, and it's kind of led me to where I'm at today. It made me a better coach, it made me a better human being. My personal life fucking has increased through the roof I've become a better person and and like it's crazy right like to understand like oh you mean like just endurance did that to you and it's like no it wasn't the endurance it's
1: all the lessons learned along the way
0: yeah it's
2: the willingness to pursue something uncomfortable yeah and, and, and at the behest of Brent
0: a hundred percent. Right. <laughs> yeah. Brent was like, and then it's kind of like led me to like this points where I'm at today now. Right. Like we have a variety of programs for a variety of different individuals who want to go out into the outdoors and do endurance work, who want to stay strong and do an endurance work, who want to just be strong. And that's it. Or who want to have a blend of stamina, who need to have the work capacity to handle their job. You know, those kinds of things, women program, because women are different than men and they need a little bit more volume depending on who they are and their training age. And I just had a conversation with a buddy, like yesterday, we we're talking about that, you know, who handles more volume, females or males, you know, it's kind of, hit, there's there's a lot of research on it, but it's there's also not so much, you know, and it's kind of one of those things where a lot of it comes in from anecdotal experience. And I've noticed from my time of coaching over the past nine and a half years going into 10 here is... Women can handle volume a little bit more. Like, am I saying women are stronger? Yeah, they are. <laughs> well,
2: and to, uh, like, to how, how many cunt hairs do you want to split before you go back to the overarching theme that there is not a singular perfect way to... <laughs> To do this.
0: No.
1: That's why 70-some programs and counting exist. Yeah. A
0: hundred percent, right? Because there's never one way to do something,
2: and we're always evolving. Yeah, it's to provide you all with variety, not necessarily the perfect answer for you. So when you say something like women handle more volume, probably works both, both ways. Women can r- run similar programs with more or less yeah how how much do the outcomes and we've change? had
0: that we've had women jump on the strength team and the stamina team and follow it and we've had women jump onto the competitive fitness team and do all those things we've had that and we've seen really good results from it right like we just yeah. we just got a i just got we got tagged in or i got tagged in and so did softly we got tagged in uh a guy his name is nicholas he just got done following the full apex two program and completed his like a sprint we were talking
2: about this earlier. He, he was yeah.
0: he he completed a sprint triathlon and he went to get his VO two max. He's getting ready for some getting ready now for some some marathons and, w- and and if you guys don't know this, if you email me and ask me like, hey, these are the races I have, I can help set your race schedule up with our programs to go ahead and meet and help you peak, and that's what I do with individuals and understand that like that's how personal we get. So he went to go do his VO two max and. I'm all about the aerobic system because the aerobic system is King and, and anybody can fight me on that. Right. The aerobic system is King because I would never fight you. Your aerobic system is too strong. <laughs> <laughs> you should see me when I do, when I, when I do jujitsu, bro, like I just sit there and, and play defense for a good five minutes until they tire themselves out. And then I take my turn, you know? Um, but the, the aerobic system is King. And, and, and what I looked at and I was looking at his numbers and I looked at it, and he, and, you know, he had at a hundred and thirty-two beats per minute, which is about zone two. That's
2: what I'm sitting here, right? At.
0: Breathing. <laughs> um, he was burning forty-seven kcal an hour. Forty-seven kcal an hour. That's impressive. Can
2: Can you? Because you were you were talking about this earlier. Um, but for the layman, like, what is the average person burning?
0: That's a question. That Brooke um Brooke, what is an average KCal per hour for someone? I mean, I I know I've gotten this question asked because of the fact that my heart if I hold an average heart rate of a one thirty, right? Of a one thirty over an hour, I'm burning anywhere between like eight hundred calories.
1: Right. I don't have a good answer. I don't for have you. a good answer
0: for that, too, because I think, and, and like I said, I might have missaid the way his, his numbers were because he sent it to me. But again, at 132 beats per minute, his his burning kcal or his burning calories was 47.
1: Because there's so many different variables, like, you, you know, everything from your training history to like when you started training, were you an athlete as a child, your genetics, your age, your gender? Like, there's so many different factors. I really don't have a good answer for you. I wish I did.
0: Yeah, and because it varies, it varies for it, yeah, everybody. Yeah, there's just a lot of variables, and and that's why I was like when I saw those numbers and I was like, man, like he's really efficient right now. The dude is really, really efficient, meaning that you know, at 132 32 beats per minute, holding that average, if he wanted to for a long period of time, he's not burning a lot of energy. And now when we started getting to like the the 140s or the 150s and the 160s, it was above 100. Which is normal to see, right? Like, that's a normal thing to see. But to be able to manage a heart rate of 130 and have, you know, your burning calories only at 47, that's pretty impressive over, you know, a a period of time. Um, And and, and obviously, he didn't have testing before. But as he's done that, you know, he's going to do one again, I'm pretty sure, and see those things. And it's really cool to be able to see that if you just trust the process of the program, you do see results of it. And you actually see that it does work. Mm Mm-hmm you know what i'm saying like it's the same thing with the nutrition app like dude
2: i i am all over this right now this is something that's been in my brain because i uh recently you know since i got my home gym i uh stopped using uh an, another uh exercise religion that i was using i'm not going to say it out loud but it rhymes with schmosfit. um <laughs> <laughs> and I'm actually, I'm, I'm, I moved back to actually using training percentages and taking rest into account, not fucking burning it down for time or for max load all the time yeah. as was programmed. And I am the strong, like, I just started working out again consistently three or four months ago, and I am the strongest I've ever been in my life. And this was... So you went from doing percentage-based
0: to auto-regulation? No, I went from doing SchmossFit to percentage-based. And, and understand CrossFit and, and SmallsFit is, <laughs> is a brand. It's in a, and the type of training that's in it. It encompasses a lot, right? But what we're starting to see, though, across the board, especially in the health and fitness world, is that managing efforts yeah. <laughs> actually pay off long-term. Oh, Yeah. Right. So like managing, you're managing now your fatigue. Mm-hmm. Yes. You're using percentages and your percentages might be a little bit lower than what you were doing previously. Or if you do do a, a, a mixed modal session, you're probably now, instead of burning it down, you're holding at a, you're going at a leisure pace and that leisure oh, yeah, pace, I brought my intensity way back uh, again, keyword there. I brought my intensity way back. Mm-hmm. Right. But the reason why you have be able to see yourself probably be stronger now is because the amount of volume you're able to be consistent with again, compliance and adherence. We just did a, we just, me and Doug just did a video on RPE and, and understanding like, hey, why do we train in certain places? Because this is what we're looking for. And that's the reason why. And
2: it's, it's so hard to sell people on that because the feeling you get every day, you know, you, you're you not crawling out of the gym like you're used to. You want to leave with some gas in the tank if you're doing So walk work. us
0: through some, like walk us through how you feel after you do sessions like that. And how many days, how many days a week do you still burn it down? I I don't burn it down even a single day a week.
2: I I will burn it down, maybe two or three days a month to evaluate, and that's that's pretty much it. Other than that, I train at a manageable load. I train between seventy and eighty five percent.
0: Yeah, and, and and but again, we lowered intensity. Yeah, it's the same thing too, and I keep bringing back to the nutrition thing because I keep tying it in as well. You know, you can still look at intensity and volume with terms of nutrition, Brooke. Am I, am I wrong or right there, right? Like, how intense are you in, in doing something with your intention to eat? And then, what does the volume look like of your eating, right? Because we do see people will go ahead and just, this intensity of eating is like I have a, I eat twice a day, but those two times I eat or three times I eat only are massive meals.
1: Well, I think that the two are obviously tied together as far as nutrition and training. And what people are going to find is the same exact thing with programs. There's no one size fits all catch all approach. Simply, what we're trying to do is present this is a this is the best option for others, and you can split it up and decide. Because for some people, two big meals a day might be fine. For others, there's no way their GI is going to tolerate it. They're going to feel miserable and full during a workout, whatever that might be. And we are like on the nutrition side, expanding the type of meal plan offered. And one of the big things we saw as a barrier for people with nutrition was they, they find we can give you macros. We can even give you food groups about how to build a plate. We're still not giving you a solution and breaking down barriers so that we're making it super simple. So you get these recipes and these grocery lists. So I feel like we've really mastered how to make this process absolutely as simple as possible. And now what we're doing is we're expanding the meal plan offerings, just like we do our training programs. Yeah. It's obviously a massive undertaking and it doesn't happen as quickly as a no. new training program, but that was really the one new thing that's happened. in the other side of the app is now we have a lower carb option. Some people prefer this eating habit before anyone gets too excited. It's not, a ketogenic diet. no it's not a ketogenic diet it is a very low carb diet for what i feel comfortable with for athletes and i don't recommend it's long term for anyone but i do think that it's a useful tool for people and we're basically just trying to continue to tailor this app to be something that's extremely adaptable to someone's lifestyle and what they need
0: And, and the best way we can say that is right if you're going to be doing something in the app, it's going to provide an action for you to a solution. That is what the app, that's what we're trying to develop with the app, right? And what we're trying to give you from our end is that right. There's right. If you're performing any kind of clicking or checking, uh, uh, you know, your adherence in your boxes, you're putting your weights in or you do a survey or whatever those things are, right? Like you, you, you guys do, there's a, there's an action now to a solution. There's a solution for the action that you had, and and again, that's the difference that we see now. You know, with our stuff and why we're bringing that, right? Because all we want you guys to be is proactive and always building solutions so you can keep moving forward. I really look at solutions as bricks, right? Like, hey, you know, that solution that I just created—it's a brick to build on top of something else because I'm just working through that that whole problem mm. to get me standing. So it's 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 very it's very it is very eye-opening and bringing it back full circle to the very start of the podcast and talking about how <laughs> how overwhelming the app can be. It also, it doesn't have to be. It can be your best friend. It really can. And that's kind of those, those things there, right? Because yeah, another big thing too that I've looked at as well is people enjoy volume. People really do enjoy volume. We've noticed that. We've seen... We've seen the Raider program be one of our biggest strength programs on there, and, and a lot of individuals, and it's like, well, why? It's because, the, and that and Juggernaut, and it's because the volume in there is through the roof, but the intensity is very manageable, and we're seeing really good results with that. And guess where we've gone with some of our new programming coming up soon?
2: Moss volume.
0: We've gone back to the old school, like some of the, when we, can call it, we call it old school softly with new school mm-hmm. softly right and and that's the cool thing behind that is because like all right cool we're seeing what individuals want and they're asking from us and we're giving it to them
2: man a lot of volume feels good and being sore the next day makes you like that feels like accomplishment for well, me that's like uh, positive reinforcement and, and again
0: it, it, i don't want you to be sore the next day because then it means that like hopefully that that means i either did too much to you or you know, like, okay, cool. You were new to the program and you kind of got sore. And there's going to be days where you're going to be Fuck. sore. You're telling, I have been doing this wrong my entire life. <laughs> <laughs> and, and again, it goes back to the whole idea of like, we look at, like, we look at the, the adaptation to, you know, we look at the adaptation to fatigue and we look at the adaptation to pain. Right. And like, I don't like, if I got you sore off a off the first day of programming and now you can't perform the next day, what does that do to you? I'm never that sore. No, exactly, right? So it's kind of one of those things where, again, the adaptation to pain and the adaptation to fatigue comes into play and being like, oh, your tolerance is a lot higher than Brooks if I was to put you guys on the same program. Right, again, it goes back to the whole, hey, there's different programs for different people with training ages and everything else like that because there's a basic teams, has multiple different cycles and they're very low volume and low intensity that's gonna get people moving to handle Strength team, stamina team, and then within the stamina team and strength teams and all other teams, there's other programs in there that are lower volume, lower intensity, or mixed match, or someone bring it, just bring the table to you. You you know what I'm saying? And, And it's really cool that we are having this feedback from the user and being like, yo, no, like we enjoy it. We're seeing great results off of it. And it's because of the fact that we're managing your fatigue through a backend system that we understand even better than the user you util- utilizing it. But again, it goes back to them being overwhelmed and everything else like that. And them having to like, all right, there's a process you have to go through to be able to not be overwhelmed. And that's trust in the process. And that's being able to like really unconditionally be able to look at yourself and being like, all right, cool. Like I need to be disciplined if I'm going to follow a program. Well, and there are some pretty awesome tools in the works that are going
2: to make that a little bit more intuitive and more comfortable for y'all.
0: Hundred percent.
1: I'm excited. I feel like this was a good recap to kind of check in, and I feel like we should do this more often, especially with all these new things coming down the pipeline.
0: We didn't even practice. We just, you know, <laughs> I feel like I talked a lot about myself, and I'm sometimes weird about that. So
1: no, it was good to have like lessons learned uh, along the way. I think that that was definitely some valuable stuff in there.
0: Yeah, I, I've I've now turned to physical effort in different ways to learn lessons. And it's been really cool. (laughs) I mean, I don't have to go, you know, it's like instead of turning to booze, I go and look at physical effort to untangle myself sometimes. Or if I feel like I'm super anxious, I'm not going to go throw myself into a hard workout. I might now just go and do something really easy and relaxing and kind of just focus on myself, you know? And I think that is the problem with a lot of people who do fitness, Right. They're afraid of what they're afraid of what others think of them if they don't get a good workout in. I'm, I'm, I'm being honest. Like, uh, I mean, I've seen that, right. People come in, especially being in a CrossFit gym now and two and a half years later and seeing the CrossFit world change or just the fitness world change.
2: Yeah. There's a pathology there. There, there is Jesus. Fuck. There is right. Like the,
0: I didn't want to get us started at, like down this rabbit hole. I'm not talking going, okay. shit about CrossFit. No, no, we're not at all. What okay. I'm talking about is the individual. Cause again, yeah. CrossFit's not bad. It's not right. It, it's, it's not, it's a very healthy thing.
1: You're talking about like the peer pressure to compete and perform.
0: Uh, exactly, right? Like it's like, hey, you got to perform a certain movement a certain way, but you can't really perform that certain movement a certain way because you can't even have the foundations yet. So what yeah. makes you think that you can compete at that or can perform that movement if you can't even perform the movement that that will aid in that?
2: Well, it's wonderful, like seeing everybody train with a barbell. Like that's an, an incredible thing that I feel like has happened in the last 10 12 years
0: Well, it, it's it's one of those things right and that's something i take very very highly pride in is like when i ran across a double barrel back in two, from 2015 to 2017 i had no injuries in that gym yeah. if the injuries happened it was because it was outside and it was on their own time but it was because i focused on hey understand that we need to build a foundation for this individual that's coming in so that they can now create a quality of life outside of it and and it's still to this day and it's even evolved even more Right yeah. now, it's just a whole full compass. So it's kind of one of those things, again, like, hey, if you're coming to Softly, you know, with a very small training gauge, we have a program for that. You know, we have programs for that. And the new quick program that's getting ready to come out is going to be catered to someone who has a training of three months to six months who understand how to squat, back squat, front squat, press, and all those good things. That's going to come into play. Right, like you're gonna have to, and will the app teach you how to do some? Sure, of course. But at the same time, though, it's one of those things where there's again, it goes back to the full circle thing, and there's something for everybody, right? And understanding that it's it's not about oh, let me just go do a snatch right away. I know. What about how does it look for when you do an overhead squat? I have been doing movement videos. Every week
2: for the last like nine months to help y'all with this.
0: And, and Christian and Christian <laughs> hates me because like they'll, they'll email me them and I'll look at him and I'll add notes back and Bill add notes back and be like, God damn it. So it's been nice to be in the office because then it's like, I'm kind of sitting there coaching Christian as he does movements. I'm like, good job, bro. Like that looks good. Oh, keep your core tight. <laughs> so nice. But yeah, let's go ahead and do this again. I'm excited. I'll be coming out here a lot more and um, I'm excited to do more in-person stuff.
1: Me it's too. always fun.
0: The conversations are always that much better.
2: Yeah, it's good to have you,
0: man. All right, real quick before we end, let's throw some books out for people to read they haven't read lately.
1: Ooh, books?
0: What books have you read lately?
1: Um, I forget what the name of it is. Uh, I've just finished reading um, Daring Greatly by Brene Brown. That was, one of, that was a good one.
0: Okay. Christian, what about you, bud?
2: I, uh, I finished up Thinking Fast and Slow by Daniel Kahneman.
0: Mm, nice, how was that? What was that about?
2: Oh, if you're interested in psychology um it's it's a good one he um he points out why uh like when you're when you're driving through a neighborhood and you're looking for an address, you have to turn the radio down. Yeah, there's a reason for that. Um, so he he picks apart uh, how the brain works and uh, like like the bandwidth of attention that you have. He picks all that apart. Um, gets dry, but worth
0: worth a read. Nice. Um, the book that I have read that kind of stuck out to me this in the past couple months has been, it's called, it's called Quantum Energy. And uh, that sounds better than mine. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a, it's a very short read, um, but it makes you like, kind of like, whoa, like energy is that powerful. <laughs> it's, it's weird. But One
2: more time that title.
0: It's called Quantum Energy. Okay. And I, I can I can go ahead and we'll put up on the show notes if we need to. I, we'll go ahead and put all three of our books on the show notes and, and go from there. Um but yeah, dude, it's a it's a great book and yeah, I mean I don't know. And that is our podcast. Just kidding, guys. If you guys want to reach us, <laughs> you guys are like what? If you guys want to reach us, please email me at george at softly.com.
1: Brooke at softleet.com
0: christian at softleet.com no it's christensen no i'm just kidding it's (laughs) christian at softleet.com all right guys till next time have a good one see ya bye